on this episode of AV Week. It is part two of our two-hour program live from the show floor of Infocom 2016. Matt Scott, Bradford Ben, Kevin Iselli, and oh yeah, Dave Labuskus and Mike Wetman. All join us to talk about the show, uh, the new technology, and what to expect coming down the pipe. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Kramer Electronics. This is AV Week, episode 251, recorded Friday, June 10th, 2016. Live from Infocom 2016, part two. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. This is our number two, live from Infocom 2016, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I've got a couple shots of espresso in me, and we're ready to go. First and foremost, uh, Mr. Uh, what was your name again? Matt Scott. That's right. Yeah, Matt D. Scott, actually. Matt D. Scott. Get it right. I'm sorry. I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I am well. Your 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 socks match your tie. And of course they do. Very nice. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. Like, let's be honest here. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan Blackwood on. from uh, from EH Publishing yep. Tech Decisions. How are you, sir? Good. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Uh, and last but not least, my uh, my crazy social media uh, guerrilla marketer, Mr. Uh, Chris Dunno. How are you? How sir? you making out? You doing all right? I'm all right. That's all that matters. You all right? I uh, know. <laughs> Just, no. just another hour, Chris. Another hour to go. Calm down, Chris. Listen up, Jonathan. It's going to be a long ride. All right. We're good to go. I'm good. Here we go. Surrounded by titans. So, <laughs> consultant, integrator, and, uh, and journalist extraordinaire. Let's, uh, let's take this off and see how our, our Infocom was, uh, was this year. Matt, from your perspective and your standpoint, how was it for you? It was good. It was, it was busy. I was quite blown away at not only the registration lines, which were very uh, NABS. Mm. As, I, as I coined, um, like just ridic- like we shot Periscope of it, it was insane. Uh, but you know, there's every year at Infocom, there's always a couple of booths that are always, you know, wall to wall people. You can't get in them, and you're you're elbowing left and right to go see something, and we expect that. But this year, there was not only that, there was a quite a few uh, large number of other booths that normally I wouldn't have put that with that we're experiencing that same phenomenon of just being jam-packed. And that was a really, really encouraging sign to see. Uh, the other thing I, I really, really enjoyed seeing was um, kind of the advent of super high-res video coming back again in application form. So we had you know Absin with their beautiful wall, but also not just showing a, a beautiful video wall, but showing it with a reference camera and a reference monitor, showing you how they've got no more right. You can use that in a broadcast or, or capture situation opposed to just throwing something somewhere. It was that type of uh, you know thoughtful advertising, if you will, or, or showing that you know it's not just about having pretty stuff, it's about having pretty stuff you can actually use. 
one of those booths was the Chief Daylight booth. Yes. That you could get a blue uh, a man in blue tights to do pull-ups on. You could. It was fun. That that was that probably not why it was jam packed. No. All the time well, though. that's why I was there a lot. That's why you were there a lot. And you and Daylight Man have a thing. Yeah, it's fun. But that was one of those. And, and talking with Lori from from uh, from Milestone. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two days, I, I, she was one of those uh, one of the, one of the vendors that said that they had exceeded. And I, they, she can correct me if I'm wrong on this. They had exceeded or met their number of, of scans, okay. lead gens, uh, by the end of Thursday from last year. So in other words, they, from the yeah. first two days, they had already done what they did in Orlando last year. Right. Which I thought was fascinating. Oh, yeah. And, you know, again, that's that's one of those booths that you don't stereotypically, and this is nothing against them, but no. you don't stereotypically think of, you know, uh, Milestone as being a packed booth. And it was. Mm-hmm. I went in looking for, you know, a couple of the people I know there a couple of times and I couldn't find them mainly because I couldn't get through the booth. And that that's just a really exciting thing to see for for the business where we just keep hearing and, and keep being bombarded with this concept of, you know, phoning it in and doing a webinar and, and doing something online. Granted, we're an online pub, but doing something that's online and not running the shows. It, it's really encouraging to see that. Jonathan, from your perspective, what was your uh, your takeaway from the show? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think it was a great show. Uh, from everyone that I've heard from, day one was absolutely wild. More people than they had ever seen at almost every booth that I visited. Um, uh, Tech Decisions writes toward the end user. And from my perspective, what I see and what I'm very excited to see is a lot of companies with the end user in mind. And what I mean by that is that uh, user interfaces that are easy to use. Um, uh, support systems that the end user can get a grasp on. Um, uh, one point, one push, one click video conferencing solutions, and also a lot of booths are now, or a lot of companies are now allowing the end user to, or different end users to communicate using different video conferencing systems with with ease and. Not only with ease, but they're letting you know a Cisco system, a Polycom system, uh, and and um, Skype for Business. The three of those can interact with one another, and each whoever's using their own solution sees the dashboard as they usually see it. And, and you're seeing that Polycom has helped with that. Um, but uh, you're seeing things like that where uh, these solutions are becoming overall solutions, overall systems that. Whether the integrator is putting them in or not, once the integrator is done, they're enabling the end user with relative, uh, with relatively uh, less experience than an, an integrator would have, with maybe not the knowledge base that you might have needed five, ten years ago to upkeep these systems and continue to use these systems. And if there's a problem to fix these systems, now I think that a lot of companies have taken that into account and are making sure that the end user is going to be able to use the system for years to come, even after the integrator is gone. Because at the end of the day, you know, if the integrator leaves and there's a problem with the system, then it's up to the end user to pay more to have the integrator come back in and help with the system. Um, and I think companies are realizing that end users at this point, you know, they want a system that's going to work for them for a long time, especially when the cost comes up of, of what a system costs in the first place. No. Uh, Mr. Neto, from your, your perspective, you've, you've done a, a number of, of booth tours as well. What's, uh, what's one or two things that, that you're taking away? Uh, I guess, similar to what Jonathan said, it's, you know, we've been coming to these shows and I've been working with you guys now for about three, four years, maybe five years now. Every year, there's been baby steps and finally, 
after about four or five years, I'm starting to see the cracks in the armor of the steadfast manufacturer who would not, there's no way we are gonna dumb this down. They are making products now that are drag, drop, point, click. They've always advertised it, but there's always been a level of complexity to it. And I think for once we're starting to see that. We're also seeing, you know, I, I spent a lot more time in the smaller 10 by 10 booths than I did in the big monster booths. And again, it's, it's cliche, it's something we've talked about for years. Um, these back booths are the risk takers, the nimble uh, warriors to, per se. You know, you go into the innovation showcase, I said it on Snapchat, I've said it wherever possible. You go into the innovation showcase, it's gladiatorial battles going on. They want to eat, you want to eat, you're gonna win. You're gonna prove why you're here. I love the feist, the, you know, the, the feistiness of the guys that are in there who all want to win that challenge. And they're, and the announcer, excuse me, I don't have the, the, the winners in front of me, it has been announced who won the Innovation Showcase. But I absolutely love that format. And I hope that Infocom continues that and takes it to another level. Um, there's just been a lot of cool stuff, man. I mean, being inside the Unified Communications um, uh, uh, pavilion that we are, we're seeing, you know, emergence of companies like Videxo and Zoom, and you know, they're they're making things agile. I mean, one of my favorite companies for years has been Blue Jeans. Grant, that I also love sitting and talking to Rob Woods. The man is a fountain of knowledge. Yeah. After here, I'm going to go do a Periscope with him because I want to talk about his musical influences. Because the, the dude's got a great selection. And we both like a lot of different type of music, but still. I love the fact that it's also becoming a more personalized show. These people are starting to get to know us, they're starting to understand their customers, their end users a lot better, and they're developing the products and the interfaces geared towards them. So, long-winded. You know, yeah. you, you, you mentioned Snapchat, so let's bring in the social media aspect, because that is what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, that is what you excel at, among other things. Yep. How was the social experience this year? We got, I can speak for, for what we did here, I can also speak for taking over the Infocom Snapchat, which I recently yep. did. A lot of great positive feedback, um, especially on the Periscope. And Periscope, it, it borders the somewhat of the commercial thing. It's a broadcast application. Yeah. Goes out through Twitter, the quality is, is halfway decent. Um, it is what it is. In the commercial space, video conferencing has always been a traditional appliance type based setup. Cell phone video conferencing, mobile video conferencing has been the hot topic for years now. Can we do it? Would we do it? I'll tell you what, I lit up Periscope a half a dozen times this week. Every time I did, I was getting messages back from the people. This is awesome. Ten years ago, Tim, how much would it cost us to stream live from an event like this? Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay. Not just a cost to us, but the hardware and the cost to do that. You know, I got a Samsung phone on a, on, a, on a Verizon network and I'm going off of Wi-Fi and I have interaction. People are going, this is the best. I'm actually there with you. I feel like I'm a part of it, especially when I flipped the camera around on Periscope and saw the comments coming. Because a lot of times, the first couple times I was Periscoping, I was like, oh, the front camera gets a better quality. Let me use the front camera. But then when I flipped it and got to see the parts and the people talking back, and as soon as I made that interactive, it went to a whole new level, man. I am sold, I am completely sold on the mobile experience, especially on the video side, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, what's, um, what's one of the things that, that either from Aviation or from Omega that, that uh, is memorable from this week? 
It's a good question because there was a lot of things that were exciting. Um, there were a lot of things that were memorable. For me, it always comes down to things that are practical okay. and, and things that we can work with. And, you know, one of the things I saw that was really exciting for me was uh, Digital Projections got a new uh, 6500 lumen laser projector, but it hits a $10,000 price point for laser from DP. Yeah. And, you know, we love working with them. They're a great partner. But that's something I can use. It's not super, super flashy. It's not the, you know, Sony video canvas wall thing that they wouldn't tell anybody what it was in their way. Um, which, you know, that was a really cool product, but what am I going to do with it? I don't even know what it is yet. The, uh, that, that DP unit is something I can actually go home and sell, yeah. go home and spec. It's stuff like that that always gets me excited. The, uh, the other thing which kind of hits on the other aspect of that is I got to uh, interview with Oblong again. And I love those guys. Yeah. We had so much fun playing with, playing with that product. And that, that is that first um, collaborative product that I've really ever got to see that recreates this three-foot collaboration space okay. in, in real life. That, that concept that if you really want to have a collaborative experience digitally, you need to recreate that three-foot zone that happens in real life where you're around something. And this is this is the closest thing I've seen yet. And it's just really, really cool. Jonathan, um, what's your, um, what are you taking back to, uh, to, to Massachusetts with yeah. you and, and, and what are you going to tell your readers um, when it comes to what, why you guys do Infocom? Yeah, I, I mean, the reason that we do Infocom is, is A, the community. I mean, there's never another time where so many uh, people that I interview throughout the year, that I speak with throughout the year, that I get information from throughout the year, all these companies that I write about, that I talk to, are all in one place at one time. It just, it's once a year that it happens, it's at Infocom, maybe you can make the case for ISC that people go there, but not all these companies are traveling overseas. So um, I'll be bringing that, but when it comes to what I'm telling my readers, um, and this kind of goes with what I was saying from the beginning, um, I think what is coming next is, is the ecosystem, and, and you've heard this from Christy, uh, from Harmon, um, from... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, from a, a, yeah, a number, a number yes. of um, companies have said, you know, uh, I'll use Christy as an example because I spoke with them before the show and I had an idea of what they were bringing to the show beforehand and, and actually seeing it in person. What they took was a micro-macro uh, approach to the show. They, they built this entire uh, hockey arena with, with a small... Um, with a small hockey rink that had 3D projection mapping on it, and it showed different digital signage. And they gave away signage. hockey jerseys. Yeah, absolutely. They and are Canadian. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yes. Um, I guess that's they're, why they're, it wasn't a basketball stadium. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. But, but as we've always said, you are the worst Canadian, and you probably don't own a hockey jersey. I do. I own one. Actually, no, I own two. It's the Mighty Ducks jersey no. from the movie. No, 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 no. No, I actually have some friends here. I have a Patrick Waugh. Okay. Uh, Habs jersey. And I have, I don't know who it is, but I have a Dallas North Stars. Okay, first of all, it's not the Dallas North Stars. Yeah. They were for a while. It is not the Dallas <laughs> North Stars. It was for a while. All right. 
dating yourself. Uh, anyway, right. yeah. <laughs> um, so going back to this concept of the ecosystem, they're, they're taking this micro macro approach where it's they're showing you how all of their products can work in, in an extremely large environment, in that case a stadium environment, but they're also saying that each one of these individual product, products products you can use for your own game, whether it be digital signage, whether it be a content management system, uh, and then they showed their Mystique system where it was uh, you know, um, uh, creating the system, training on the system, and, and what have you. Um, anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is that I think that, and even the industry as a whole, we've kind of laid the groundwork for, you know, we have all these products and we've amped them up and we've made them extremely uh, user-friendly and we've made them uh, extremely powerful collaboration products, video conferencing products, and now how do we bring those all together and bring them into a system and make it so that the end user experience, which is ultimately the goal, I think, that the end user experience is one of ease, of simplicity, and, and it's one that is conducive to a working environment uh, or an education environment or a healthcare environment, whatever it might be, transportation environment, whatever it might be, but so that this entire system made up of all of these complex products turns into just one giant solution uh, that enables people to work. And, and I think that a lot of companies have that in mind. I, I mean, the framework's been built for the next five, 10 years. I think people have an idea of what the workplace is gonna turn into. Uh, and now I think it's just we have all the pieces and now companies are really stringing them together, not only within their own company, but they're allowing interoperability with other companies, even competitors of theirs. So I, I think it's a great thing. I, I think it's going to benefit the end user ultimately, which is, I, I hope, ultimately the goal. And uh, I, I think it makes it a hell of a lot easier for integrators as well when it's, you know, you don't have to do all this work to make sure these products are working together because these companies already made sure that these products can work together. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to let you go and, and get our next group of guys in here. Mr. Neto, how do people find you? Uh, I'm hard to find on the internet. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm on Twitter, uh, Chris underscore Neto. You can find me with the fine folks of AV Nation. You can find the company I work for during the day, which is <laughs> avhelpdesk.com as a consultant. And uh, you can follow Tim Albright because he's going to tell you not to at the end of the show at, at TD Albright. <laughs> Nobody's ever done that to him. So I no, think no, actually, you're right. Nobody has right. <laughs> Jonathan, how do people find you? Uh, CorporateTechDecisions.com. Uh, you can find me there every single day. I also write for Commercial Integrator. We work very closely with each other. And uh, at my tech decisions, uh, follow me on Twitter and uh, you know, reach out. All right, very good. Mr. Scott? Yes. How do people find you? Uh, at Matthew Scott. Okay, pretty much everywhere. That's it? Yeah, pretty much. Anything about your company? You can follow Omega Audio Video. Go to omegaavd.com. Go to the Ontario, Southwest Ontario region. Happily come after you, as long as you know it's not one of Rock's accounts. All right. Fine. Oh, you follow the TD Albright. Thank you. No problem. You're following him now. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, I'll get, let you guys get out of here and uh, let the uh, the next group of folks get in here. Um, these next two gentlemen don't require an introduction, but holy crap, I, I'm honored to, to have them both on at the same time. <laughs> um, this, was a, this was an interesting uh, uh, conversation as, as Chris tries to mic up Dave Labuska. Somebody should get a, a, a pic of that. Um, so uh, first up and foremost, and, and we should probably do it in this order because, well, it is Dave's show. Uh, <laughs> Dave Labuskis. <laughs> it's not my show, it's your show. I know. Dave Labuskis from, from Infocom and his, his counterpart, I, I, I suppose. Oh, I'm not his counterpart. He's well, my boss. Well, you, I, Okay, you're, you're your boss. Yeah. But you run ISE. Yeah. 
And he runs Infocom. So Infocom owns ISC. Oh, for Christ. Oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> All right. Let's just do it this way. I just want to say it again. Who's his boss? <laughs> Ask him. That's the first question. Uh, well, well I want it on tape. Technically, we have two bosses. <laughs> that's that's right. true. That's true. That's true. Well, actually, we three. take he turns. Married. We actually, we take turns. <laughs> So this year I'm his boss, okay. and as of the end of June, of <laughs> June 30th, if you ask him, he can break it down by days and hours. I'm certain. And then the CEO of Cedia, Vin Bruno, Bruno, as of July 1st, will be his boss for one year, and then it becomes mine again. Oh, good Lord. So Imagine got... what his life's like. <laughs> How is that, actually? It's actually it's fun. All right. It's fun. So. He, he gives me a hard time up until the end of the year, and then he's nice to me for a year. Well, when he's not your boss, he's nice. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you can you slide down so you don't have to like talk? Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so first, Mr. Lobosa, thank you so much. Uh, it's a pleasure for 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 the show. I mean, good lord. Um, what's what's your biggest excitement? Sitting here an hour before the show closes, having a chance to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now you know. Um, the, the shows like this are a in-space physical representation of our industry yeah. and our association. And, you know, you walk through this space these last three days and you know our industry is big, it's strong, it's growing, and it's excited. Um, this, was, this was a great show. I, you know, people were excited about um, being here. There was uh, energy to the conversations. There was... You know, one of the ways you can uh, you can judge a show, and Mike's forgotten more about shows than I know, yeah. but one of the ways I judge a show is how hard is it for me to turn left at an intersection in the booths? Okay. And, and it was hard this week. I mean, it was crowded, and people were engaged with each other. They weren't looking around at, at you know, empty space, so you had to pay attention to make a left turn. Um, it was great. Great week. We talked with uh, Frank Collada. Okay. And he said his biggest, kind of feathers in, in this cab, Infocom passed 1,000 exhibitors uh, mm -hmm. for the first time, I believe. How important is that, uh, a number like that? I mean, I understand it's a round number and it, it, there's a good milestone, but how important is that? You know, a big part of what an industry association does is make market, right? We're here to help the manufacturers connect with buyers, whether it's direct with an end user or through the channel of distribution. Um, so the more exhibitors you have, the greater a micro-economy you're creating at your show that attracts more attendees, which attracts more exhibitors. So it's a beneficial cycle that is important. Now, what you don't want to do is dilute the definition of the show. And that's always the challenge. It's easy to get, you know, we could get 150,000 people at this show, but they're, then you're going to, if they're not the right people, then the value of the show goes down for your exhibitors. So maintaining the identity of the show while growing the exhibitors, incredibly important from the health of the show and a demonstration of the health of the industry. Yeah. Mr. Blackman, uh, we, we mentioned it before, you, you uh, run ISE, Integrated Systems Europe, um, a show that we've had the privilege of, of covering for two years now. Um, I, I'm not going to say compare these two shows, but compare the markets. You, you live and work in, in the European market, that's what that, that show is about. But you, you come to this show, uh, you told me last year to, to get ideas. Um, last year uh, was the first year that Infocom had a, a, a drone pavilion. ISC had a drone pavilion exactly. this year. So, so what are some ideas that you're, you're taking away? Um, actually, 
I just said to Dave, the fun part of it was actually, they just had the cash grab at the end. I said, I've got to do this at ISC. I think it's so, so much. We have to have some fun and some, uh, a little bit of relaxation in some ways at the shows. Um, you know, the first show, the first ISC was run by myself and Jason together. Okay. Uh, so he, Jason McGraw, the Jason gentleman McGraw, that runs yeah. this. Uh, so, you know, he's been my role model in this stuff to actually give me the ideas and inspiration of what we actually do. And we do, we exchange things. Now we have this evolution. Jason does something, we look at it and so say, that's good, let's take it at ISE. And we do some improvements on it, and he comes back and says, well, that's good, let me take that back. And so things are going backwards and forwards across the pond. He takes ideas from us, we take ideas from him, and we're evolving as a result of that uh, in everything we do. And it's, it's a nice thing to see that the, this is, you know, when, when Jason does something new, we look at it and say, well, yeah, we can do that in Europe, or we can't. Okay. Uh, the markets are different. Um, and uh, the shows are slightly different. ISE uh, includes the residential sector as well. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we're able to actually be a little bit larger, uh, because we've got a, a group of exhibits that just doesn't exist uh, in, uh, in the Infocom environment. Um, and the way the markets are, are, are structured are slightly different as well. Yeah. And that you'll see that uh, in Europe, that the commercial integrators do residential as well. That's why we've got a combined show. In the US, from, from what I understand of the market, you have guys who are doing commercial, and guys who are doing residential, and it's quite separated. For the most part, yeah. And there, there are some folks who, um, we just had on Matt Scott, my buddy from London. Uh, he's primarily residential and in-house of workshop. He's starting to do what, we, what, what some people have referred to as light commercial. Right. Right, office buildings, dentist office, things of that nature. So uh, he comes for that reason. Um, we, we, I think we, I've asked you this before, and I've, I've talked with a number of people. We cover ISE for a couple of different reasons. We think it's important. Um, there's a lot, a lot of times you're going to find uh, first-time exhibits, like last year, uh, Sure released their, their Beam Array mics, uh, first time at ISE. But I'm also noticing a number of U.S. Uh, integrators who are going. Mm -hmm. If you have the chance to talk to a U.S. integrator, why would you tell them they, they need to attend ISE? Well, what's happening is you see a life cycle in this industry. This, you know, what I love about this industry is always every year or every few months there is something new. And the manufacturers, they need a platform to actually present that to the community. And rather than wait a whole year to come to another Infocom, yes, there are product launches that are happening uh, worldwide uh, at ISE. In the same way there are worldwide product launches here, uh, at Infocom, and the same reason why European integrators should come to the US, the same reason why some US integrators need to consider coming to ISE. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll just add to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's about a 60% uh, unique uh, um, exhibitor. So there's 60% of the people that are distributing here, 600 of those, the exhibitors here, do not exhibit at ISE, and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, round numbers. Um, so. To see the breadth of the industry, it makes sense to go to both. Exactly. They're all international shows. I mean, Mike was talking about how the information is shared back and forth. Tomorrow, uh, Mike and Jason and our partners in Asia and Latin America, we all get together and we spend tomorrow talking about this show and their shows and sharing best practices. Um, the uh, attendee base here uh, is 20 to 25% from outside of North America. Um, we have 144 countries represented in attendees at ISE. 
which is over 70%, 75% of the countries in the world yeah. have a representative there. Um, it's a global industry. It's why we're becoming a global association. So we can, again, make market, help to reduce the friction in the value chain, and raise the ability to share best practices, whether those best practices are innovated in Mumbai or in Amsterdam or Boise. Well, and let, let talk about that for a second because, it, it, yes, we have Infocom US, right? North America Shell. Mm -hmm. um, you guys are part, half owner of, of ISC. You also have the China Shell. You also have an India Shell. You have one in Australia. You have one in Dubai. I'm going to forget one. You, you, I, I can, you know, Mexico, uh, Brazil. How do those translate? And the re there's a reason, not just in languages, but in training and in, in practices and in, in some of the standards that Infocom has, has put forth. When you say translate. So every culture, right? Every, yeah. every, every, oh, okay. every country has a different culture and different, you know, work. I mean, Mike mentioned the fact that each, you know, the US and, and European markets are different. Right. So how does the how does Infocom, the organization, translate? But that's, um, we do and we don't. Right? So, um, the, what we don't try to do is have Infocom North America in Europe or in Beijing or in Sydney. What we do is, um, we, we first of all, we as an association have staff in these areas and we work as part of those economies, part of those regions. We, um, we you know, if you, if you ever get to the Beijing show and you and I were talking about whether or not you could get to the Mumbai show this year, the, the people that put together the Mumbai show are from India or, or, and are supported with people that are in Asia and we partner with organizations that are in those countries so that we're relevant. I think, I think and I've actually spoken on this at um, conferences for associations that run shows. And my biggest advice to them is do not try to recreate your North American show outside of North America. Um, I think, but, but once you recognize that patina of the culture and the economy, the core of what makes an AV installation a good AV installation, what, what is an exceptional experience, and how do you produce that exceptional experience, that's eminently trainable across the world. We don't, we, we, um, we train in language for the most part where we are. Uh, sometimes we're bringing expert speakers in that can't do it and then we're typically providing uh, simultaneous translation so that the content's delivered in a way that it can be received by the audience that's there. Perfect. I would be remiss if I, if I didn't ask you if you had a number you could give us. I, I have a hundred numbers oh, I could give you. Which one do you want? The, the attendance How about number? that our, 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 our membership growth is 750 new members no, since the January. The You're going to cut me off. For this year? I don't have the attendance All right. Number. I have to ask. I know you it's, do. It's 3.30. I'm not being cagey. Come on. I can tell you we're right in the same range as we've been. See, and that, 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 that's an acceptable I that. answer. I know that. All right. Thank you so much, sir. How do people find you on Twitter or At other David places? David Labuskis. And happy to, uh, I don't, uh, at David Labuskis or yes. dlabuskis at infocom.org. There you go. See, there you go. Yeah, there I, you I go. found out the other day he was on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yes. I didn't know I that. tweeted a selfie of he Tim and I yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. It's always it. a pleasure, sir. Thank you Mr. for having Blackman, me. How do, how do people find you? I'm um, ISC Mike. ISC Mike. At, uh, on Twitter. 
at, on Twitter. And um, I don't know what I am elsewhere, but you'll find me. <laughs> How do people find out more about ISE? How about that? Well, ISE, you'll find out more at uh, www.iseurope.org. Mm -hmm. um, we are, you know, it's nice to, when, I, when we go away from here, we get into another mode, which is thinking about ISE. So does Dave. Um, you know, his cycle, well, actually cycles even more so because he's got a show almost every month. Yes. Uh, but uh, we all support each other. There is this meeting tomorrow where we actually talk about how do we improve, how do we share ideas, how do we grow this global brand that we have. Uh, and um, we all go away with the new ideas from here and start up uh, to see how we improve our events and make them bigger and better. Very good. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time, especially on, on this last day. I appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. You. All right, we'll get you guys out of here and, and get the new next few months. Thank you guys right. so much. Thank you. Much. Thank you. Goodness gracious. David LaBuskis and Mike Blackman. Thank you so much, sir. Absolutely. Up next, uh, we have battling, I guess, control systems. Thank you so much, sir. I'm not getting you. Sit down. I feel like this is a setup. Uh, well, you were late. No, I'm I wasn't sorry. taking care of the customers. Okay, well, you were late, so it's not a setup. Right. Uh, so up here next, we have <clears throat> in the red corner, weighing in at Svelte 240 from Crestron Electronics, Kevin Nicelli. Thank you. It's good to be here. And in the blue corner, weighing in at I'm not telling. Why was it the blue corner? Oh, Should red I corner. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't care. Blue corner. AMX is blue. Harmon is blue. Know uh, your competition. If you want to defeat your enemy, it, sing their song. Well, see, we used to come from a background Bradford that says, ben. don't worry about when your competition talks about you. Worry about when they don't. Well, there is that, yes. I don't know what you're talking about, but I haven't been listening. Okay, so, gentlemen, we're, you, you two hey, are... Wait, wait up. And then there's Matt. Um, <laughs> wow. I, I and built. I built the stage. You I, I broke, broke the signage. Our signage. <laughs> it just takes a reboot. Thanks, man. So, so I built the booth. I didn't build the signage. What are you guys using? Actually, you did build the signage. No, I put the panels on. All right. So that's, that's building the signage. That's awesome. No. Um, By the way, I think we did kind of determine. Yeah, let's a little bit. So, a little bit of shot game. Bradford bed from Harmon. Let's go. What about it? How was your show? It was great. Oh, sorry. It was you, Bradford. How was your show? Well, let me check with my press secretary, Matt. How was my show? Your show was fantastic. My show was fantastic. Awesome. I Sally, how was your show? I don't know. What do you don't know? Our show was, was good. It was okay, good. good. Yeah. You can say great. you can say it was good. No, it was good. We had we had really good turnout. Uh, you know, it's well, don't go into specifics. No, no, no. I I think the the attendance. I know Dave didn't say, but. I think that the attendance is here has been up. You got to move your hands so we can well, get the no, Labuska said that he would that he, officially that we were in the realm in the range. Do you have a number? I well, based on sure. what I was seeing, I'd say it was probably a good fifteen percent over last year. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. yeah, and I would agree that the traffic's been higher, but part of that's we changed where we were. At least the Harmon booth went into mm -hmm. the unified communications area, so it was different. Uh, yeah. customers for us than what we normally see, which is yeah. nice. But that was a good move for you guys because you are really fully unified now. Yeah. You have so many brands. No, they're not. Boss. They need a display company. Don't start. Don't We're not. Start hey, 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 this will get me in trouble with the lawyers. I don't like talking to lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> lawyers bad. Lawyers All right, so <laughs> let, let's actually talk about that because uh, Crestron came lawyers? out with some interesting things this, this week, which uh, put them even more so in everybody's backyard. Um, now, what'd you do? 
I I swear they were there when I got there. <laughs> they released a DSP. We did. So, and yes. amplifiers. Thanks. They've had amplifiers well, for a I, while. I'm, 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 I'm drawing the, 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 the chain here. So you have DSPs. So you have, the only thing you don't have then is microphones. Correct. Uh, so you need to buy a microphone company or OEM some. So microphones into the DSP, out of that into the, into the Crestron amplifier, out of that into the Crestron speaker. Yes. And controlling all that with Crestron control system. Affirmative. And, and transporting the video on Crestron DM. Uh, Dante, but yes. The video? The video on, on DM. Yeah, I said, audio I said Dante. sending the video down yeah, Dante. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. sure, all day long. AMX. <laughs> no, Harmon. Harmon. See, he's so rude. I am so rude. So, Harmon. Yes. Same Harman. thing. No, we have microphones. Yes, you have microphones. <laughs> and we have multiple digital transports for both audio and video to choose from. Okay, so let me ask I'll ask both of you this question because yes. neither one of you really answered my question on how your how your show went. Well, you didn't specify. You said how was your show. Uh, we'll get I, back and, to it. And I approve both messages. Yes. So the problem Bradford, was. you first. Oh, that's a mistake. Okay, <laughs> Kevin, you first. That's still a mistake. Go ahead. I understand the concept of one person to blame. Sure. Mm -hmm. But what about the concept of too many eggs in one basket? Invalid. Why? It's a misconception. Like, for example, when we're talking uh, old school AV is mixing and matching components, right? Because we always know that uh, when we went, if I could pick on a product, when we went to the MPS line, everybody thought that's a horrible idea because now everything is all in one unit. But it's actually made troubleshooting much easier. Because the typical component that goes bad, and even Bradford would agree with this, is the power supplies, right? And when you start stacking all these other components, you have multiple points of failure there. What if it's a singular unified uh, platform, say like in our MPS where we started all of this, you had the mixer, the amplifier, the, fifth, the switcher, and the control system all in one. If that thing isn't on, your troubleshooting's done, right? And it, it reduces the amount of additional hardware you have to have on, the, on site. I've been in the many rooms where they have closets and actually like a Walmart full of gear that is spare parts and pieces for any one of those that goes bad. It's a reduction in spare parts, it's a, a simplification of the installation, and it's a consolidation, uh, and overall though, it's a consolidation of having a, a complete system in a small package. Like we're even down to complete systems in one RU now. Y yes, and that's a problem too. Correct. Because what happens if one part of that software goes bad? Then your but, entire room goes down. But that is no different than anything else in a multi-tiered system. Okay. If, if we, you know, I even said, if the video switch goes down, you can't use the system. If the audio system goes down, you technically can't use well, the system. Yeah, yeah, back up, if back, the control back, system back, went back down, up, we usually back play up, the Back up, back up, If, if the, the, if the video down. switcher goes down, you can still use the audio in the, in the room. And also, but if it's if it's audio tied to video, you're, it you're, you're only thinking for one application. Right. Right. Yeah, it all but, depends how right. the room's configured. But, the, but there was radio before yes. TV, yes. so it proves that you know you can do the same. I know we all do do conference calls. Sure. It, video is nice. Video is very transformative. Helps express the message. But it's not the only thing that will. T it's not always required for all meetings. And if it goes down, doesn't mean that the meeting is a failure. So Bradford, so I will fit. I will put the same one to you. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy tweeting. I understand. Um, Took an AV selfie. Good for you. One, all eggs in one basket versus one person to blame for everything. 
Uh, so this is an interesting one. And I prefer the term one neck to choke because people are much, much more aggressive about that. Uh, the all, oh, that's nice. Uh, the all eggs in one basket is an issue, but the fact of guaranteed interoperability is also an issue of the, and I know both of us have had these issues, all of us have had these issues, product A and product B from different manufacturers. They're not talking to each other for whatever reason, whether it be AVB, Cobernet, Dante, AES67, et cetera, and everyone goes, it's the other company. And so this is where having everyone working in the same place together. Now in terms of all your eggs in one basket, just like, like Kevin does, we have the ability to, you can buy integrated or you can buy separated. Your level of comfort. There are other things like when you put out 800 rooms that are all the same, if you can simplify it to, to lower your reliability by having a part that can be patched around, that could be advantageous. If you look at the idea of how many spares do I have to stock for this and I, it's all just one piece, that could be advantageous. It's truly to me, it's the designer's choice uh, because I can design a, a foolproof system and then the universe will invent a better fool. Uh, so it comes to look at it is, you decide which one works for you, we'll help you get there. I'm sure Kevin has yeah, a very I mean, similar the, approach. Yeah, perfect point is there is no magical widget that will take care of everything. There, there is. is. It's over, it was over in, in the, on the 700 level of, of, of in hall. Now, now, I will agree with something that Kevin did say is a very valid statement. The If you can lower the number of parts in the system, you lower the risk of reliability. And that's actually a true statement from reliability standards of, you know, if you have five, five parts in the system, five components in the system instead of one, yes, that one is a single point of failure, but your mean time between failure is now rated to that one part. If you have five, those mean time between failures intermix and actually lowers your overall mean time between failure because of interdependencies. So this is where you start getting into what do I want to do? Which one makes more sense? Yeah. And we see this even with, with designs in products themselves of do I use a single integrated circuit or 500, pe 500 pieces in the circuit? And we went to the single integrated circuit for some things because it increased the reliability. So it's all about what the designer does. All right. Uh, back to my original and, and, and more serious question. Eh, not serious, but um, from a attendance point of view, from a, a technology point of view, from a how are you feeling right now at 3.30 on, on Friday afternoon point of view, how was your show, Bradford? Uh, my show was very good. Uh, I will say I did not get to see much beyond the North Hall just because of how busy the booth was. Uh, today has been the first day I've been out of the booth during, except for teaching that great class with you. Yes. Uh, both great classes with you. Uh, and it's been high traffic. Uh, it's been new customers we haven't seen before, like we talked about. Uh, it's been a very good show. Uh, in terms of technologies, the I haven't seen anything huge. Uh, we did say, hey, here's we're releasing Dante Amps. We're doing some testing with other protocols. Here's our proof of concepts. Uh, I'm sure that there are other companies who have released some very cool things, but I, to be honest, have been so busy at the booth because of the higher traffic, I haven't had a chance to see anything cool. I'm looking forward to, you know, you guys in Aviation giving me a wrap-up of what I should be paying attention to, but I still don't think that VGA is dead, nor is 4K. No, you said 4K was never alive. No, that was Shrago. Oh, it was Shrago, okay. 
Mr. Aricelli, um, I'll explain that in a second. From education, because you taught a lot of classes, from the booth traffic, from your guys' technology, good show? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I did, my first class was on EDID, and they actually, uh, it was unfortunate, they had to um, send people away, um, which we're looking at some maybe alternatives, I'll do a webcast for them. Uh, Education-wise, it was good to see a lot of uh, seats occupied, which I, I was fortunate enough to have three sessions with Infocom. Uh, all of them went very well. But again, it was good to see the attendance. Uh, I, think, I think no other industry has that level of participation from its from its constituents or from its peers than, than Infocom. So uh, I think they should get, keep growing the system. Yeah. And then as far as when I was in the booth, yeah, it was tough to move. It's it's the nature. Yeah. You kind of get used to it. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's nice to see full booths again. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, you know, there have been times where I've been playing putt putt golf in the aisles. <laughs> That's not happening anymore. We were actually thinking, thing. should we, did we pack the ball pit? And we didn't need it this year. Right? Yeah. So I love a good ball pit. I know, right? They're fun. The, we had the bouncy castle and oh, the ball pit. And we were just going to say, this is where we're going to put it. See, yeah. that's where you have to go to the IAPA trade show because they have they those have rides. Those. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. We should All do right, an AB Nation there. We should put yes yeah, next next year. Talk to my booth team. Matt, <laughs> we can totally do a ball pit. All right, there you go. Okay, done. Right. Approved. There we go. Uh, How much budget? That's gonna yeah. What's the budget? What's uh? What's the budget? We're gonna wrap this nothing. up, guys. Mr. No. Bradford Ben, how do we find you? Uh, well, all my cyber stalkers can find me at bradfordben.com. If you want to find me at work, it's bradford.ben at harmon.com. Uh, you can also find me usually at, at Bradford Ben or at your local Hilton Hotel while I'm traveling. All right, very good. Mr. <laughs> uh, at On the Twitters at uh, Crestron Kelly and then Kicelli Crestron.com and anywhere they sell bourbon. Mm. All right. You buying? And, and we've already we were we talk, talk to you, Mr. Scott. So, uh, all right, guys, that's gonna do all it. Uh, I'm tired. Yeah, it's been yeah. in Vegas all week. So. Don't follow me on the Twitters. Fire TD Albright. Don't follow me, uh, but go by the website uh, because both Bradford and and Matt have a whole lot to do with it. Um, we do. Except yeah, when I, I delete so. it. Tim Gray. So uh, yeah. Um, Tim Gray. Yeah, I deleted it once. more once. than once. Uh, avnation.tv, avnation.tv, you'll find this program, a host of others, a boatload of videos from, from Infocom because everybody worked their tails off, so all of that and more at avnation.tv. avnation.tv, thanks so much for listening, thanks so much for watching, thanks to my entire team for helping oh, We're me. signing out? We are signing out. Oh, wow. So, mwah, yes, there we go. Um, Hold on, which camera was it to? Does it matter? We, we each have our own. Well, talk to the editor. Uh, Josh Pippins, Josh Schrego, Matt, uh, the Meads, my wonderful wife and, and, and sister-in-law, Brian McKinney, uh, the Bannister Boys, uh, I'm going to forget somebody. Bill O'Donnell. Bill O'Donnell. Chris Nello, people. Uh, let's see. Our wonderful underwriters, uh, our, our connections at Infocom, so thank everybody for helping out uh, at this, this year's Infocom. So, thanks so much for watching, thanks so much for listening. This has been AV Week.